Good afternoon, church. Wow, after those words, man, I... It was, um, uh, anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> um, but um, it's, it's a great honor to be here in Greenwich um, and to be um, preaching here. Thank you very much, Pastor Aisha, Pastor Joe. Um, if you can send it to him as well. Um, I, I do not take it lightly to be standing here to be sharing God's word because um, it's, it's a great honor and I'm very grateful. So thank you again. Thank you. Um, I'm here today with um, my wonderful wife, my good friend. My, what, let, let me just tell you something. At times when you feel low, she's brought some serious encouragement to me. And I really want to thank you, Bez, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm also here with my two generals in training. Um, but they have gone to Sunday school, so um, I'm sure you'll see them around. So with that in mind, we're going to pray and we're going to trust the Lord to see what he will do today. Amen. Father, we come before you and we, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to share your word. Father, the entrance of your word brings light. Father, I pray that as your word goes forth, Lord, that it will burn into the hearts of the people. Lord, that it will transform our lives and cause us not to be the same again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. There's so many um, faces that I know are here. Um, it's great to see you. It's great to see so many new faces as well. So big greetings to you. Hello, Dad. <laughs> Austin, Karen. Anyway. So anyway, right. Let's get into the word. Pastor Joe has asked me to talk about prayer today. Um, and and I'm, I know he's been talking a lot about it over the past few weeks. You'll find that there'll be things that I say that probably he's spoken about. But I'm reminded that Paul says, I'm not grievous in repeating the same things because it's a safeguard for your faith. And as we go over these things, I believe your faith today will be strengthened. The title of my message today is The Awesome Power of Prayer. Everybody say, The Awesome Power of Prayer. The days that we are living in now, we cannot afford to draw back on our prayer life. The days that we are in now, we cannot afford to say, oh, let me just... Forget about prayer and have a, a bit of a sleep. No, we cannot. It's a dangerous time. It's vile. It's wicked. The enemy has unleashed certain things to cause us to be derailed, to cause us to go off course, to cause us to go off track. These are the days that we need to lock in in heaven and draw 
from the strength from heaven. We cannot afford to draw back. If we decide to draw back on prayer, we leave ourselves susceptible and vulnerable to the, all the attacks of the enemy. I believe that one time, yeah, the Lord brought it to me one time. He said that it's like going to Iraq and you have no military armor. You are just standing there, the enemy will come, the IS, imagine, the IS will come, boop, 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 you, you can't do a thing. But if you are prayed up, you are tuned into heaven, no weapon can stand against you. No weapon can stand against you because of the power of prayer. Prayer is the thing that will keep you sustained and protected. Please do not get me wrong. There will be attacks at times in our lives, even if you do pray. Because remember our Lord Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulations, but take courage. I have overcome the world. And so because he has overcome the world, we can overcome the world as we embrace the life of prayer, as we walk in the spirit, as we embrace the word, as we embrace what he is doing. We have no fear. We do not need to fear. We do not need to walk in even, I mean, the, the, as for the doubt thing, that will always come up to try and challenge us. But as we bathe ourselves in the word, as we are doing today, we'll be strengthened in Jesus' name. And as so many of us are trusting for our loved ones, for, for our, our acquaintances to be saved, this is the answer, prayer. Prayer is the answer. If it wasn't for my sister, I would not be standing here today. Thank you, Karen, again. <laughs> if it wasn't for her, I would not be a Christian. Because at times, there was one time before, I think I've mentioned it before, I used to think I was yeah, a, a, a good man. You know, I went to church, done the right things, ate the right foods, you know, Seventh-day Adventist, so, you know, don't eat pork, don't eat this and all that kind of stuff. So I thought the religious acts would qualify me to be able to enter heaven. But then one day, I had an encounter. <laughs> that encounter changed my life forever. And this is what we need, an encounter with God. And it doesn't matter what circumstance that you are facing. It could feel like all hell has opened up against you. It may feel like there's no hope. There is no way out. But I'm here to tell you today that there is an answer for you. That the word says in the book of James that he who is in trouble, let him pray. And I'm telling you, the awesome power of prayer will release to you the answer, the solution, the answers that you need to break through in your situation. But we have to do it his way, not our way.
Olu was talking about um, when we was praying about revival. And I was saying to myself, oh Lord, I want to be in this revival. I, I, I want to be in this. I, I don't want to miss it. But one of the ways this spiritual discipline of prayer can lock you in in such a way that you will be a great vessel of honor fit for use. The scriptures declares that there are different vessels. That there are different vessels. When you, let's say for example, the queen was coming to your house, you wouldn't give her the chip plate, would you? You bring out the best plates. And at times, when the Lord is going to do a great and mighty work, the Bible says how he uses vessels of honor. He uses vessels of dishonor too. But listen, I want to be a vessel of honor. And to be a vessel of honor, tune in yourself in with prayer at whatever level you're at. It doesn't matter what level you're at because we're all at different places. That's, 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 that's not the point. The point is, are you and I doing what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do in prayer? Are you tuning in and are you doing the, the, the times that he said, you know, I was speaking to um, a sister one day, one day and she was saying, listen, the Lord is waking me up at three o'clock. I said, yeah, okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, you keep on praying. <laughs> He's waking up. And she couldn't understand why. At three o'clock, she was waking up, waking up, waking up, waking up. But she's now responding to the Spirit. She's now responding to the Spirit. The times that we're in are so dangerous that if we are not listening precisely to what the Spirit is saying, we'll go off track. And of course... For us to be able to do the things that we need to do in prayer, we need to be trusting the Lord and, it's, and, and we need to um, spend time in prayer. But the great thing is with, with the, in prayer, this is what I wanted to mention here, it's free. We don't need to go to the bank and, and withdraw money. We, we can just pray wherever we are. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> it's free and you can pray anywhere. Anytime. The only thing is, is this. We need to come with the spiritual money. Faith. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And as long as we come with faith in our hearts to him. He will honor us. He will bless us and break through. So if there's anything you don't remember, if there's anything, please do not forget that there is an answer to your solution. That's prayer. That's prayer. When I, I remember when we were setting the sound up in Medway, um, we've got exactly the same speakers. We couldn't understand why the speaker wasn't working. And then someone goes, oh, I forgot. Let me flick the switch. As they flick the switch, phew, power was released. Things changed. Sound came out. The voices could be heard and the musicians could play their instruments. And it's the same with prayer. If we 
do not flick that switch, plug ourselves in. We'll just be like, nothing's happening. Be dead. Dead. Nothing's going on. Nothing will be going on. And we need in order. If, you see, the thing is, this Christian walk, for us to really be effective, we need to be tuned in to prayer and switched on. The power needs to be switched on. And we need to do our part. I want to, sorry, how long have I got? Because I just want to, okay, 20 minutes, okay, cool, right. I want to just read one or two stories just in the book of, um, if you have your Bible, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 to 30. I won't read the whole thing because, but it's just the story of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse um, 1 to 7. So let's read this. It happened after that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then, then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are on Hazazon and Tama, which is Igadia. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Let me read that again. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. Sometimes when different situations occurs in our lives, the first thing, we, ah, we start to panic, run around. And then before you know it, we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing. We make a decision, a choice. That's wrong. The scripture says here, the first thing he done, okay, Jehoshaphat feared. That's normal. We all fear. But what do you do after the fear? He set himself to seek the Lord. He set his face towards heaven and he proclaimed a fast over all Judea. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judea and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of heaven, fathers, are you not God in heaven? And you, and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? In your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not your, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of his land before your people, Israel, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? I would like to jump to verse 12 for the sake of time. Verse 12. Oh God, God, oh, oh our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against the great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know that to 
do, to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judea, with their little ones and wives and children, stood before the Lord. Everybody was united. Everybody was together. Everybody was in harmony. Want us to jump to verse 20. Actually, before we jump to verse 20, let's go to verse 15 because that's quite key. It reads this. And, he, and this, so this is when they all prayed and they got the answer, they got the solution. So he says, and he said, listen, all you of, all you of Judea and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. It's God's battle, that, not ours. Then if we can jump to verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa and, and as they went out Jehoshaphat stood and said hear me O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established believe his prophets and you shall prosper then if we can jump to verse 22 and now, when they began to sing and, and praise the Lord, and set, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who had come against Judea, and they were defeated. I want to stop there with that, but I want to bring this point out. The first thing he had to do was this. He, yes, the Bible says that he feared but the first thing he went to do, he went to call upon the name of the Lord. And as he called upon the name of the Lord, then the people were all united with them. And then the answer came. They were to go out. They were instructed as to what they needed to do. And they went and they done that. And as they did that, then they had the victory. Then they saw the answer to their issue. I just want to look at another story because these stories, these factual, these factual, these things that took place in the scriptures build faith in our hearts. And so when you hear it as to how other people done it, it will help build faith and strengthen us. And before I go into that next story, let me just add this. It's interesting, Jehoshaphat, when the, because there were about three tribes that was coming against him, he did not go to try and get some allies to try and back him up. He didn't consult anything else. He just went straight to the source of heaven because he knew that this is the way forward. I want us to look at the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. Probably I'm going to just narrate this story because of the sake of time. But the scriptures informed us that now Peter and John went up together 
to the temple at the hour of prayer. The ninth hour. And the scripture says that they saw a lame man at the gate. And then Peter said, look on us. The Bible says that as the man looked at him, because this man was looking for arms, he was looking for money. He wanted uh, lots of money. So he was there with his cup. And then Peter says, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. One preacher says, I don't, you, you, you don't have what you, you need, but you, I'm certainly giving what you, you need. No, you don't have what you want, but you're certainly getting what you need. That was, um, I think Austin knows that. Shamback, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, so the guy was getting what he needed. He got what he needed. He needed a breakthrough. He needed to be healed and restored. The scripture says, as he laid hold of his hand, strength came into his legs. And he began dancing and leaping and praising God. And then the people were just dumbfounded. For, wow, what's happened here? They were going to, to pray. And then the miraculous power was released. And then all of a sudden, they were taken to the council. The council said to them, listen, you cannot be, you know, preaching the name of Jesus like this. You, you can't be doing this. And they said, no, we, we can only speak the things that we've seen and heard. They were, and, and the, Bible, the, the Bible says this, it says that they learned that these were ignorant and unlearned men because they had been with Jesus. When you are with Jesus, when you've been with Jesus, no matter what your status is, no matter what color you are, no matter what education you have, he can transform you. There was one person, i never forget, um, Austin can um, testify to this and Aish can remember. When there was a guy called Arthur Cisse, many of you will know him. When he came into the church, he was like uh, some very quiet, very, very quiet, very reserved. When you see him, you think, oh my goodness, are you going to talk? Are you going to say anything? Come on, man, say something. You know, and then, but the thing was, he always went to go and pray with Austin and, and, and Joe in, in those days. They used to go in, into the back room while, while I was going to eat my rice and peas at home, mate. I, I couldn't be. It's, it's too, too much. So, <laughs> so every time he kept on going in, kept on going in, kept on going in. And then one time they said, oh, let's just you know, allow Arthur to come and give an exhortation. So everybody thought, oh, all right then. We know what we're going to get. He's all quiet and timid. So, yeah. so he put his Bible down. He opened his Bible. He looked down. And then he looked up. And then when he opened his mouth, oh my, it was like another man. It was like another man. God had transformed him because he had been with Jesus. And this is my point. When you and I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we will have, he would have changed us as we dwell in his presence. So Peter and, Peter and John, so when they came out, they said, listen, we're going to be keep continuously speaking. The name of Jesus. We're going to continuously proclaim his name. And then, 
in the book of Acts chapter 4. In verse 15, it reads this. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among, them, among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been carried, has been done through, the, through them, and it is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Verse 17, but so that it, it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they will not speak, they speak to no man in this name. So they, they commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God. You judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them and let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they, since they were all glorified, since they all glorified God for what had been done, and being, this is verse 23 now, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported to all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. And they said, Lord, you are God who made the heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Heaven and earth, the sea and all that, in, that is in them. Then it goes on to say this in verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto your servants that we with all boldness may speak your word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. As you read on in the book of Acts, you got to see mighty miracles breaking out. The fear of God was strong in the church, all because of prayer, all because of obedience, all because of being in the presence of God. The presence of God is the only thing upon the face of this planet that will bring transformation in the hearts and in the lives of the people. As you position yourselves, and as if we want to see revival, we need to position ourselves in the throne room of God to see the breakthrough in your heart and in the lives of the people because there's going to be nothing else that will bring transformation in the hearts and in the lives of the people out there. We need the presence of God. We need the power of God.
Well, do I have five minutes? Okay, cool. I just wanted to give you something, a few other things that would help you along your journey. In terms of receiving answers to prayer, the first thing is find the scriptures. Find the scriptures that are speaking about what you want God to do for you. And pray in line with God's word. Because in the book of John chapter 15, verse 7, it says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. See, notice it's if. There's a condition there. If we do not allow God's words to abide in our heart, if we do not let God's word find a home in our hearts, it's going to be very ineffective, the prayers, because he says his words needs to abide in us. The epistles say, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom so that when you pray you pray with the word you don't pray with your own strength or intellect and I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray use your own words I'm just saying use your own words but make sure you have the scripture and you pray with the word you pray the word back to him The other thing I would like to add to that is that we should meditate upon it. You say, wow, listen, there's a lot on the scripture here. Yeah, we need a lot on the scripture because the scripture is a thing that is going to cause that change as well as the spirit. You have the word and you have the spirit. And when the word goes back to God and as we meditate and as we mutter it, it will build faith on the inside of us. It will become a reality to us because then it's like you're speaking like God talking like God, thinking like God. And remember, what we think will become our reality. So then we need to make sure that we, we're meditating it, muttering it, meditating it, muttering it. And I thought to myself, should I really share? No, I'm going to share this because this is very key. This here is, a, is, is really important because you tend to find at times when we pray, it's like you pray and then it's like leave it there. But we've not really even renewed our mind after we've actually given our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, the, one of the things that we need to address is our soul. Our soul needs to be renewed. It needs to be transformed. It needs to be changed. It needs to be just like Jesus. But that happens as we meditate and start to conform into the image of Christ and speaking as he speaks and think like he thinks. Because there will be situations that will come our way. When those situations come your way, then you'll be able to counteract it with the word, just like Jesus. Do you remember when he was actually being tempted by the devil? He didn't come, this is when the devil says, listen, he, Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, the scripture says. 
He didn't come and say, when the devil says, um, do you want me to give you some bread? He said, yeah, man, where's the butter? Where, where, was, let me cut. Yeah, man, Jesus didn't come with that. Jesus, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Because he realized that it is the word of God that will sustain, that will maintain, that will preserve us. So the word, I really want to end with that, on that line. There was two other ones, but because of time, I think we just really want to focus on in on the word. Because God's word is the thing that's going to bring transformation along with the prayer. The word of God is actually what will preserve us from sinning. David says that, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against you. The word of God is what will preserve you in, in times of, of trouble. It's like at times you feel so discouraged. I remember there was one time I felt so discouraged and the scripture rose up in my heart to encourage my soul. I thought, thank God for that, man. You know, at times the Holy Spirit knows what we need at every given point in time. And I want to encourage you, along with being in the presence of God, Spend time in his word. Let his word be a part of you. The word says receive the engrafted word that is able to save your soul. When the engrafted word becomes a part of your life, it's just like you're putting something that's, that's never been there before upon your life. And that is the case. But when we receive it and we become like Jesus, we talk like Jesus, we think like Jesus, and when the situation comes, we'll respond and act just like Jesus. Amen. Okay, am I? I want to be. Okay. All right, we're going to spend some time praying. There's a few things I would like us to pray for. As I was preparing, um, I received a few impressions that I wanted to share with you all. So if the musicians could come, we want to create the atmosphere even more for the Holy Spirit. And I would like us to sing the song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord.
as the worship team plays softly in the background and sing softly in the background. I want us to all raise our hands to heaven. I want us to call upon the Lord and ask the Lord for an increase of the spirit of prayer. The spirit of prayer. Father, Father, we just ask for an increase. Wherever we are at, whatever position we're in, whatever place we're in, whatever situation we're in, oh God, we ask for an increase. We ask for an increase. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, call upon the Lord. Yeah, 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 call upon the Lord. Yeah, 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 Call upon the Lord. Father, let that spirit. Father, let an increase. The spirit of prayer. Spirit of prayer. Oh God. Jesus. Oh God, Father, we call upon you. We call upon you. We need you, Lord. We need your spirit. There's nothing like, no one like you. There's nothing on this earth like you, Lord. We come upon, we call upon you, Jesus. We call upon you. We call upon you for change. We call upon you for change. We call upon you for renewal. Saya kiti 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 gadaga. Oh God, oh God, have mercy upon us, Lord. Have mercy, oh God, oh God. We call to you today, oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you. We pray that you'll continue to burn in our hearts this word, oh God. We pray that you will help us to walk in all that you want us to walk in in regards to prayer. We thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to share a few things that I've had written here that I want to pray into. If you're here and you've got a headache, I would like you to come to the front. Also, if you're here, got a left thumb problem, if you can come to the front. If you're here and your right shoulder, you've been finding it difficult to move your right shoulder, could you please come to the front? Please don't feel shy. We're just going to pray for God to restore you. Also, if you're here, You've got an issue with your left foot. Could you please come? Also, if you're here, 
Also, if you're here and you have a gambling addiction, a gambling addiction, could you please come to the front so that the Lord can minister to you? Amen. If Nikki has called something up, it's because the grace and the anointing is here for you to be set free. So if you know that's you, then come to the front. Please do not come to him at the end and ask him to pray for you because the, the grace and the anointing is here. Okay? If you know you've had any of the issues he's mentioned and you want to be free from them, please come to the front so that he can pray for you. Amen. Amen. Also, if you're here, you have a problem with your right foot on your heel. What happens is you walk and it's like a, a tremendous pain on your heel. If that is you, if you could also come to the front. Jesus. Ministerial team, if you could come to the front and help pray for the different ones that are at the front. discouraged you've been feeling down it's nothing to be ashamed about it happens with all of us I'm just being obedient so if that again if that's you if you can come to my right your left and I'll pray for you if that is you if you can come and I'll pray for you Jesus Jesus 
experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your
seated in majesty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You have won the victory. Hold on. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Death could not hold you. all to stand we're going to take communion one of the things I love about this time in the service is it really gives